Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Midweek War! I, of course, am your host, Mad Mike. With me, as always, is the voice of Inspire Pro Wrestling. We're not talking that 70s show this week. It's Eamon Payton. Aw, I like that. I love we need to do that 70s show cast. That needs to be a thing that we do. We will, and uh, we will only talk about the episode with The Rock on it. Only. Only. Just that episode every week. We will find new and entertaining facets about it, and we will occasionally sprinkle in a Mike Awesome reference. There'll be a bonus episode where we talk about that uh, third Rock from the Sun episode with China. Oh, fuck. Now I just want to watch third Rock from the Sun. <laughs> God damn it, Eamon. Why'd you do that to me? All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, we're here talking NXT. Y'all know that. Um Eamon, what's your word for NXT this week? Uh, my word for NXT this week is uh, um, dream. Yeah, let's go dream. Dream, dream. is a good word. Okay. All right. Um, Not but, really a dream, but we are. Uh, a P. Diddy-led girl group from the late 90s. I got it. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my word for this week is tags. Okay. Yeah. Like it. All right. Eamon, what is your good for this week? Uh, my good for this week will probably go to the closing segment uh, of the big announcement. It seems that we'll be getting uh, Balor and Nakamura next. Yes. When do you think that's going to be? I can only assume it will happen at the next takeover, which will probably be takeover Brooklyn. I am not thinking that. You don't think they'll do it at a takeover? Nope. I don't think so. Uh, maybe they'll let have... Me, let me ask you this. If you do Nakamura and Balor a takeover, who's Joe fighting? Joe... I'm trying to think. Exactly my point. Maybe off chance you really like shoot Rude up or something? I mean, I guess you could do that, but I think we're getting this... As like the um, wouldn't that be crazy? They do Samoa Joe Bobby Roode though. <laughs> Samoa Joe Bobby Roode Austin Aries. Yeah, triple threat. Well, like I can honestly see like say like they do something more with Eric Young, and like they do another like sort of short program with him and Joe, where him like say Joe's so, too aggressive with Young or something, and something where he invokes Bobby coming out. That's a good way to kind of like shoot towards him. Bobby, uh, Joe match really quickly. As much as I would like that, we have over two months until TakeOver. That's true. And I think I think that, I mean, they haven't announced anything for July. I don't think there's going to be a TakeOver in July, but I think that's when we're getting the Baron Nakamura, ma- the, the Balor Nakamura match. Question, because I can't remember if they said this or not or if I'm just imagining this. Okay. Are they doing another Japan show? Oh, they might be. Uh, I would say if you're not going to do it in Brooklyn, that's the place to do it. They might do it. Like I see, I think they want to give full sale the Balor Nakamura match because Brooklyn's going to get Nakamura versus Joe. Maybe it depends on like. To me, this feels a lot like this will be Balor's last NXT thing. Yeah, I can see it. This will be his Zane. I love the idea that Nakamura is the one that's been taken out like the top NXT stars now and sending them off to the main roster. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but yeah, like I I don't know. I I can see it. I don't. I just don't like if you're doing it like on a random like like full sale taping. Like I think that's kind of weird. Well, I mean, I think they'll probably build it up because they they've done stuff like that before, where they'll build up something for a couple of weeks. Yeah. But I I mean I don't see them having a takeover in between that in between. No, they won't. And, yeah. Yeah, because I I mean unless you like shoot rude or Aries or bring someone down from the main roster, which I mean, hey, it, actually, fuck, didn't even think about that until I said. It. Keep in mind. Yeah. Well, keep in mind. This will also, assumedly, takeover will be happening like a month after the whole brand split. Well, take takeover is August twentieth, so yeah, right. And and the the brand split is supposed to be like mid July. Mm-hmm. So, assumedly, maybe if the, like you said, if some people come down from NXT or there's some kind of like, you know, draft or or something, this whole roster thing can get shaken up, and Joe could get another challenger. <laughs> Imagine if it's Samoa Joe versus Brock Lesnar takeover, bro. <laughs> <laughs> just why look, not? Ah, uh, I already have my tickets. I just want to envision that for a hot second. Oh, that'd be lovely. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think you have to have it beforehand. Like, you could even have like Balor get drafted to Raw, and his last match on NXT is against Nakamura. Yeah, that's what I because, think okay. because that could be perfect. Like if he gets drafted to Raw and the the NXT right after the draft is Balor's last match and it's against Nakamura. Yeah. I could absolutely see that happening. But yeah. Uh yeah, but fuck. All right. Um then, before well before you get to yours, can I talk about how I love Nakamura? Mm-hmm. When he he talks about how he basically the basis of his premise is he may not be NXT champion anymore, but Balor's an icon. And if I want to be NXT champion, I have to beat. And then he's like, he makes this like face and motion like he's about to take a shit. But it's like in a kind of like he's building up it with the crowd. <laughs> like he knows yeah. what he's doing. And then just points and goes you at Balor. And it's the biggest fucking pop. It's- I, I was waiting for him to say a demon. Yeah, I, I was waiting for him to like pull out a demon or the icon but you know you works too yeah and I, it that's why i kind of reconsider my one word because yeah it's a dream match but technically these guys have wrestled before obviously in new japan yeah but, like it's a you know it's, it's a, still a dream match like of a different sort yeah like fuck i want to see bailey and sasha again that's a dream match for me they've wrestled a fuck ton of times right <laughs> um yeah all right my good this week i'm going to give it to um uh, the authors of pain, and uh, they're in a squash match, which was fine. But I love that we have an air of mystery about them. I like that they didn't say what their names are. Yeah, yeah, like that. They, they're just called the authors of pain. Paul Ellering didn't say jack all squat post match. It was just like they came in, they squashed some fools, they left. Yeah, like, it was fucking great. It was like the tag equivalent of Baron Corbin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I is agree. fine. I think, yeah, I, I, I thought it was really great. I like how they debuted them. Um, uh, obviously, because they're very young in the NXT, and, and so I'm, I'm giving them a lot of leeway when I say this, so I'm not, like, you know, knocking them or anything. I think they're, the, the squash was good, but they're in that, like, early, um, like, Nia Jax period where, like, 
they don't have like a f- full complete understanding of how to build to certain big spots. Mm-hmm. Like it was very much like, okay, I'm going to hit you and then I'm going to hit you and then we're going to do this and hit you. And, and, and this. it kept going really quickly. And I think if they took a second to breathe and like, you know, sit like scream something or make some face or something right. before doing something else big, it would have made it feel bigger. Like when he just, like they're just doing a series of offense and then he does that thing where he throws the guy onto the other guy, like right on his face. Mm-hmm. That should have been a big like, oh shit kind of thing. You know what I mean? I can understand why they're not doing that though. They're very because, like, but yeah, but like they know these guys aren't getting offensive. So there's no sense in like letting it breathe because the reaction is going to be for all of the high impact offense you can get in a certain amount of time. Right. So I kind of get that. I think once they get into like a bigger match with like uh, Gargano and Ciampa or an American Alpha or whatnot, then they'll be able to let that stuff breathe a little bit. Yeah, because Gargano and well, also because they'll be able to kind of like pace it a bit more. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, it won't just be again because like those guys they faced, they didn't even get names. Yeah, they didn't even get name. I love when they hit their finisher or whatever, which is like an assisted like Russian leg sweep thing, uh, and like <laughs> Tom Phillips just yells, and on the other guy. <laughs> yeah, I, I love it when jobbers don't even last long enough to get name checked. Yeah, that's one of my favorite things. All right, uh, so what would be your bad this week? Uh, my bad for this week. That's a good question. Do you want me to go first with mine? Yeah, you go first because I'm kind of stumbling. Okay, my bad this week is going to go to Tessa Blanchard. Oh, okay. This has nothing to do with the match with her wrestling. Her wrestling was totally fine. Carmella is improving. I, I, I enjoyed the match. However, uh, Tessa Blanchard did something wrong that Eva Marie did right. Mm. Carmella's catchphrase is, mm. how are you doing? It's the same catchphrase as Enzo, as Enzo and Cass. It's, how you doing? How you doing? You know, they're from Staten Island. Yeah. That's how you speak. Tessa Blanchard, when she's taunting Carmella, how are you doing? How no, it was how you guys how, how are you guys, guys doing? doing? How are you guys doing? Yeah. Tessa, but Tessa. I'm gonna I'm going to give her the benefit of the doubt and say that was an intentional move. Mm, okay. Alright. You know what I mean? I, because, like, I can feel like saying something like to fuck up their catchphrase. Like I I don't think it was. Uh, unless she's like a Damien Sandow type and hasn't been revealed to be that way, like, because like when Damien Sandow came out and said, "Oh, you were not aware of this. Your posterior better contact someone at once." Like, that's different, right? But I, she's I, just saying this to taunt Carmella, and I think she just fucked it up. Maybe because she's but- new and probably doesn't know what Carmella's catchphrase is. Fairness, yeah. Like I, I, I will. I'm. I'll personally give her the benefit of the doubt. You may be right, uh, but yeah. That said, Tessa Blanchard, if you have been signed, I, I welcome you. I think you are. She works much. I was glad. Place. I was glad we got to see her work as a heel. Yes, usually face, and she's a much better heel. Yes, absolutely. Well, I mean, she is a daughter of a horseman. Yeah, they should naturally. The daughter of Tully Blanchard, she should never be a face. Yeah, exactly. Tully Blanchard was not a face. 
<laughs> not not in any stretch of the imagination. But yeah, and if if she's there, if Paul Ellering's daughter is signed, I don't think they're si- they're not signed, but I think they're on the radar. Yeah, basically, what I want in three years, I want Charlotte, Natty, Tessa Blanchard, and um, was Rachel. it Rachel Ellering? Yeah. I want them as the actual four horsewomen. I want that it's as two of them only being actual horsemen. No, I, I I want that as a real women's stable. Like I really do. I I want, I want like two of them on Raw, two of them on SmackDown. They're both going for women's world titles. Does like, Arn Anderson have any kids? God damn it, does he? Arn, get cracking on this. Get some kids. Oh fuck! All right. Um. So, did you think of a bad yet, Eamon? Um. Uh. You actually no, I do have a bad. Uh, okay. I I remember I wanted to mention this. My bad is is the Andrade tie match not from anything they did. Um. I don't know if you picked up on this. I think it was kind of obvious. This was a really poorly edited match. Yeah. Yeah. There. There. Because I found out that apparently they retaped some stuff, like during this taping, like they did a. This is basically the result of like two matches, I believe. Mm-hmm. They kind of meshed together, and I think it really kind of shows. Like there would be like parts where like Andrade did a move and Ty rolled to the outside of the ring, and then the next camera shot would be Ty, on the complete opposite side of the ring. Okay, you know what I mean. It's almost like they edited to make Andrade look more dominant. I'm, they edited something. I don't know if it was a move thing or if it was like they switched the story or something. Like I don't know what they did, um, but they definitely edited because from reports they did a they basically did kind of like a retape thing. Um, and yeah, it was that those are fine sometimes, but like you have to cover it up in your editing. And they did a to me they did a really poor job of this because you can tell like. This was from two different, like, like something was up, like you know what I mean, right? Uh, all right. Um, so, Eamon, do you have a change this week? For- uh, I do have a change. Okay, uh, and it actually goes back to that match. Um, I probably would have given Ty the win, not because I'm like, yeah, Ty. I'm not like because here's the thing. I, I understand all the crowd loves Ty. That's great, but I think if especially if you're trying to elevate both of them, which I think they're honestly trying to do. Like, I got that sense in the backstage promo and all that stuff. Like, I think they're honestly trying to make both of the guys really good. Mm -hmm. I would have given Ty the win, and I think this Ty and Andrade is the perfect feud to do, like, a series with. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. You know what I mean? Like, uh, like, uh, Like Tyson Kidd used to have with, like, Sammy. Yeah, and you could like because you mentioned before like some of the like one of the things you mentioned a lot about NXT is that sometimes the mid card guys don't really have a lot because it's either you're the, you're fighting for a championship or you're just kind of floating or around, you're stuck in the middle. Yeah, yeah. So this kind of gives them something to work with. And I there was a period in like uh, like right before they kind of went to the network and maybe a little bit after they went to the network. Where NXT, I think, was doing a really cool thing where they would end like these sort of mid card feuds with two out of three falls matches. 
Oh, like the um, like the Cesaro Sammy feud. Like the Cesaro Sammy. I think they did one with like even Breeze and Hideo for like their. Show yeah, movie. yeah, I remember that. You know what I mean? Like they did like sh- like these like two out of three fall matches as mm-hmm. kind of like the big like this is kind of like a, a, a mid card ending feud. And I think those two guys fit perfectly for something like this. Um, and I think to do that, I think you have to give Ty the win here. Um, I think they're more, they're still in this weird thing where I feel like they want to make Ty a heel. And it's not going to work. Cause he see like, it's he, like trying to make Roman a face. Like, like backstage, like he was like, and during the match, he was trying to play more, like he was more frustrated and like trying to be like more like, you know, not playing up to people as much. And I'm like, no, like you should, like you can do this while keeping both of them in face and having both of them still look good. Yeah. I mean, look at uh, Finn and Nakamura. Like they're both faces, but right. they're going to have a fucking ass kicker of a match and they're both still going to be faces. After. And you'll have to turn one of them heel. Yeah. I mean, they even kind of did it with Aries and Nakamura. Yeah. Like Aries is still technically a face. I don't think he's turned on anyone yet. Right. I don't think you need to always just like one guy has to be a complete heel, one guy has to be a complete face. Like, I don't think that's always the case. Um, and I think it would have been better if they kind of gave Ty the win here so that we have sort of more of a competitiveness between the two because their takeover match was fucking baller. And this match was really good too. So I think they can do more stuff with these guys just in a competitive sense. I kind of wish they switched the two matches that they had. Yeah. Like, I kind of wish that the match that we saw last night was the match at TakeOver. And TakeOver's was this match. Yes. And to show that, like... like Ty evolving. Can, yeah, exactly. Ty evolving and Ty learning what CN can do and then CN adjusting to that. That's true. Because this one made Ty seem horrible. It did not help him at all. It the TakeOver match was great for him. He didn't do a... Like, he didn't do... A lot in it was the thing, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, he like he had a lot more spots I think in the takeover match. Mm-hmm. Like it was a much more even like distribution of like what the guys were doing. Yeah, and and I guess like hey, even even if you if you have Corey Graves on commentary, this is more one side for Almas. You're doing something wrong. Yeah, because it shouldn't be not for the second not for the second match against each other. I can I can see maybe their point of view being like. Technically, takeover is probably going to get seen by more people. Yeah, but I mean, you had Kevin Owens squash Solomon Crow. I mean, or you mean uh, CJ Parker? Yes, sure. It was one of those guys. Well, you you talk about his debut, right? Yeah. Okay. But I mean, I don't know. I I want to really like Ty Dillinger, and they're not giving me reasons to. I think they're giving you reasons to, but it's like they're kind of too conflicted on what they want to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Which is, I'll give them credit. They want to do something with Ty. That's clear. It's clear they want to do something with him, which I think is what we've always wanted. Right. But I think they're conflicted on what they want to do. And the crowd is definitely conflicting with what they want to do. And, and I've, always, I've said this a dozen times. If NXT had a mid-card championship right now, it would be amazing. I think there has to be one. Especially with, like, an... Especially, I would argue that now, especially with, like, the influx of guys that are coming in and stuff like that, um, there's rumors of people that are reportedly getting signed, and it's like, wow, we're going to get really kind of, like, full here. 
and we're probably going to get a few people coming in from the Cruiserweight Classic too. And and guys who are in developmental too. You yeah. Know what I mean? Like there there has to be a mid card title. I I don't like saying you, that you need another championship, but I think you kind of need another championship. This is one place where I think yeah, I, I would argue that now, particularly like especially when we don't know where we're going with this whole brand split stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or maybe like like something fun, like something fun and different, like. Because Lucha has Gift of the Gods, which is great. I, because I don't think it's they not should, really a title. I don't think they should recreate this, but I remember FCW used to have the, what was it, something 15 championship, where it was like everything was like 15-minute Iron Man matches. Oh, I, I remember that, yeah. But, like, you could have something like, like, William Regal can say he wants to bring a little sense of class to NXT, so he's going to have a King of NXT tournament. Yeah. And you can have someone come out with a crown, boom. That's all you need. Just something that puts you on an elevated level. Yeah, I'd agree. Like, King of NXT sounds great. Sounds like a really... Because you're not the champion, but you're the fucking king. Yeah. I don't know. I I mean... I I wouldn't be surprised if NXT's program... I have a strange feeling that NXT's going to get, like, a program... Some kind of programming change, but they're going to get more time. Like, more programming... And if that's the case, they need to develop something else in order to kind of fill that. Mm-hmm. I'm getting that sense, especially with this whole brand stuff. You know what I mean? If it, if it is an NXT taking over SmackDown's time slot, it's the NXT's increasing in some form or fashion. Or maybe it goes to like an hour and a half instead of an hour. Something like that. Yeah. Because they could do that because it's on the fucking network. Like they can do whatever yeah, they, they want. They can do whatever they want with it. So it's, yeah, I... Like especially with like like I said like there's names that are reportedly getting signed soon and it's like there's going to be a lot of, and I'm talking pretty decent names to where like they're going to get featured pretty soon, so it's like guys are like you got to like figure out a way to balance it you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean I I, ju- I just think we need something in the middle, just just something like I I was I've said this as a joke and as serious. Zack Ryder comes back as a heel, brings in the internet championship. You're on the network. It makes sense. You can literally only be seen on the internet. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you would have to redesign the championship. Oh, yeah, obviously. I mean, and you wouldn't even have to do it just yet. Do it as soon as someone beats Zack for it. Yeah. And, like, Almas, perfect guy to do it. Perfect guy to do it. Or even Aries. Yeah. Perfect guy. Or time. Yeah. Any any of them. Any of them really. Like and then you give you it a sign the belt, you you put the network. No way Jose, why not? <laughs> I forgot No Way Jose existed. I have to, yeah. But yeah, I mean the internet championship makes the most sense because it's the evolution of the television championship. That's exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. Alrighty, uh, let's see. Do I have a change this week? Um, oh, my change. I Blake and Murphy. Um, <laughs> why? Why did you have to say this was Alexa's fault? It very clearly isn't. Well, it's because they're assholes. Yeah, they're but like the, I get in the sense of the characters that they're douchebags. 
like the douchey guys who love like uh, whatever the fucking I can't even think of the genre. That's the fucking music they're interested in. Is like the the fucking like techno. Yeah, like the, not tech. Well, it's like you know that kind of stuff. Like dub smash. Dubs. Yeah, they're they're into dub smash. Dub, dub step. Like because they're douchey guys. Like that's what I that's what I get from them. So I love that they're like you know oh it's the woman's fault like when yeah. she's literally like being more successful than you. I I guess I don't know. It's just I'm just mad Murphy lost his last name after a week. He'll he'll get it back. They're gonna break up soon. <laughs> well, no, I mean, no, they that, are. That was essentially what they said. In, like, oh, this is the last time for them unless they get together. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, okay. I mean, they might want to try something different then. But all right. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just, I don't like the the Blake and Murphy breakup. I I think it's kind of dumb. I think we could. I think those guys are kind of destined to be a tag team. Yeah, the, the, like, they're destined to be like a mid level tag team. They're they're not even like Ascension main roster level, and that's fine. Honestly, like that's fine. You need guys that are like people you can beat up every once in a while. Yeah, I guess. And you can't always always use Sawyer Fulton. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um. So, Eamon, uh, we forgot to do this for TNA, but who the fuck cares? Uh, where do you, you rank? Know, you know, you know, you know, you know, we're in your TNA ranks. Um, Eamon, where'd you rank NXT this week? Uh, NXT is my number two. Um, honestly, if if Impact would have put it on a good show this week, I could may have think it, thought of bumping Impact up to two, but that's not gonna happen. Maybe if Impact had aired on time, maybe, maybe, still probably not, but maybe. <laughs> um, no, I love I love the ending segment. Uh, the matches were pretty decent. Um, there was just stuff in between that I kind of didn't like, you know, little things. Um, but, um, yeah, it's my number two. Okay. Uh, NXT is my number one this week. Really? Yeah. Um, for reasons I will get into, uh, when we talk about Lucha Underground, NXT is my number one this week. I really like the tag stuff. I love the Balor Nakamura promo. Mm -hmm. I, I thought that, that was electric, like just so much fun. Because I've never really seen those two guys in the ring together interact before. Mm-hmm. And so it's new to me. Like, it was, I'm like, oh, this is cool. And I don't know. I, I really enjoy And plus, um, Bailey had a nice little segment that says she's probably coming back soon. So I'm excited for that. Now, see, Bailey, I think they'll hold off until Brooklyn. Yeah. Bailey's, Bailey's match with Asuka, I think they'll hold off till Brooklyn. But I think we're getting uh, Balor Nakamura before that. Who knows? Alrighty. Um, so, Eamon, where can the people find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Eamon2Please, and also check out Inspire Pro Wrestling, the company I'm involved with over at InspireProWrestling.com. Alright, and you can find me at madmike 4 aa 3 on the Twitter machine. Also, go to our Facebook group. Uh, we're doing something a little fun for uh, SummerSlam this year. We are doing a Mayhem Draft. We are doing a Mayhem Draft. Uh, Eamon, myself, Bobby, Matt Carlins, and Antonio Garza. We are representing SmackDown, and if I say so myself, we are fucking crushing it with our picks so far. Uh, but go on to um, our Facebook page, and you can check out who we've drafted so far, and we still have two rounds left. And after that, I think we're going to be making a super card, and then you all get to vote on who's got the better card, uh, Team Raw or Team SmackDown. So um, for Eamon Payton, I'm Ed Mike, and this has been your mid-week war!